Coming at you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that's stuck on a mall train train tracks <laughs> with our pirate boots <laughs> that, that were stuck inextricably until yeah. there was no longer a threat, at yeah. which point we got out. Easily. It's the noobs <laughs> and the Hoovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're the noobs. And hi, I'm Jared. <laughs> no introduction this week. We keep, we keep forgetting to update the notes. You, you just want me to put it? Just, yeah, just, just when, jump in. When, and, I, I, at least I now know whenever there's a pause. Oh, hi, I'm Jared. It's, hey, it's I'm Jared. What, was, it, was it Christina? I think it was Christina that, that specifically referenced your bit, where she was like, I love you guys. And Jerry. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, uh, so if you were wondering, this is the podcast that's introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. And Jared. Yes. <laughs> uh, except for those times where we don't watch an episode, we watch four. Because Classic Who was weird. Seven. So welcome you to episode... You watch a serial, not an episode. That's, a, that's, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That is right. Uh, so welcome to episode number 154, covering... This is actually season 14. Okay. Serial okay. number three. And, and, I, and I say that because this is a this is a bone of contention with certain Whovians. That in Classic Who, they had seasons... No. And in New Who, we have serieses. Hang on, what is which, by the way, is one of my favorite Britishisms. Serieses. Serieses. This is a difference. David Mitchell has a whole rant about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, this is the one where the doctor has a vision about himself killing the president, kills the president, but doesn't. And then he gets stuck in the Matrix and totally dies for a second. But who cares? Plus, they destroy half of Gallifrey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised you did that so fast. I know. Yeah. I, always, I just like take a deep breath and just, mm. and just dive headlong into it. So <laughs> yeah. hang on. So this is the one where the doctor has a vision about himself killing the president, kills the president. Did he? Did he? he didn't. That's well, the... at the end of the episode, he kills the president, but doesn't. Yeah, scopes through the thing. Shoots. Oh, and then he, and then the president is shot in. Yeah. Uh, presumably, ostensibly, but then theoretically by the doctor, but not but really. Then doesn't. Right. Because hey, can we can we give a quick nod? Because I know I didn't put a note about this anywhere else, but uh, can we give a quick nod to the amazing special effects of every time you get shot on Gallifrey? There's a star wipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that effect was amazing. Every time somebody got shot, there was like of the, like a oh, giant yeah. bright white star that I guess is supposed to say ray gun or, or uh, spacey wacy uh. weapon. Yeah. Um, well, guys, this was story number 88, originally airing October 30 through November 20, 1976. I was written by Robert Holmes, and uh, let's see, I, I kind of pulled this uh, rather impressive list from the Wikia. Um, here's what they said. Major characters and concepts created for or debuting in a Robert Holmes script include. Okay, so let me break that down. Robert Holmes wrote this serial, right? Mm-hmm. And if you take his body of Doctor Who work, not just this serial, but the serials that he did, here are the major things that got introduced in one of his serials. The third doctor, just, okay. just for starters. Uh, Jared, we're going to need some uh, classic who help Liz Shaw. Uh, Liz was a, um, a companion, companion the third doctor. Okay. Uh, right. The nesting consciousness and the autons. That's Robert Holmes. Okay, the master. What? Hello. Uh, Joe Grant, Mike Yates, Dra- Drashigs, Jared, Drashigs? Drashigs? Uh, Is this a character? Is this an alien race? I don't know. Uh, Sarah don't Jane know. Smith, 
So, so I mean, right there, jo- Joe Grant, Mike Yates, whatever a Drash Eggs is or ours, uh, Sarah Jane Smith. So just a whole slew of oh my gosh yeah. characters. Right. Then Gallifrey. What? So Gallifrey was first identified as the homeworld of the Time Lords in the episode or the serial The Time Warrior. It had pre- previously this this tripped me out. It had been previously seen but not named. What? So Jared, apparently Don't we saw Gallifrey before. before we ever heard the name. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's that's <laughs> news to me. <laughs> that just I, seems bizarre, but but also the exact kind of thing that would yeah. happen on Doctor Who, where like we go to his home planet, and we know it's his home planet, but it's not until like six years later that we learn the name of said planet. That's just the kind of I wonder if that happened. That they do. I, mean, I don't. I don't remember that happening. I'm not saying the wiki is wrong, of course, but um, how dare I, you, I, sir? I know. Even insinuate. I wonder if it happened in one of the like lost episodes, and so I've I've never seen it because I, oh, I that's that's all those. that's entirely it's possible. Like, oh, we ended up on my home world, but we're not going to give the name, and or it was and, like oh a really? What's it called? Not important. Move along. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're um, okay, so more things: the Santarans, okay, the Matrix. That was that would be this this serial. Yeah, yeah. Rassilon. This Rassilon. is the first time we hear about Rassilon. This oh. serial. Really? Yeah, I know. They did a terrible job yes. of explaining who he was. Yeah. Well, okay. But see, we didn't okay. explain I a whole lot knew him. while Let's, introducing J- a whole lot. Jared, uh, I think somewhere down below, I have I have a bit somewhere about Rassilon. Make sure make sure that we that we thoroughly talk about Rassilon in this in this episode somewhere. Okay. Um, B- Barusa. So yeah. he was um, the the cardinal guy. And if you remember, the the reason that name kept sticking out to me. Remember when I described to y'all what the original. Uh, Doctor Who the movie was going to be mm-hmm. and it was like the doctor and the master were like half brothers yeah, and the doctor's yeah. mom was from earth and their father died and he was like I don't know melded into the TARDIS or something like that and Barusa or no it was it Barusa that was melded into the TARDIS I don't know but Barusa like taught him time travel and like all this stuff so he was like a big 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 character in this you know version of the eighth doctor that never happened um, the eye of harmony I believe this is the first uh, time we hear about that. Um, the Shabogans or Shabogans, depending on which episode you're watching, the Shabogans um, are, to my understanding, they are Gallifreyans who are not Time Lords. Right. Wow. So isn't that like most of them? Yeah. Because don't you only become a time lord if you like look into the vortex? Yeah. Or whatever? The the untempered yeah, schism. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that drove the master mad. But yeah, that's the thing is this is the first time we ever hear that term. And if you guys, if do you even remember hearing it in this episode? No. No. Okay. If I remember correctly, it was in the context of like graffiti or vandalism huh. or something and i think it was castellan Ca- castellan Ca- what's his name castellan castellan, castellan said yeah. something about those those old shabogans do that you know or something like that it's like the it's like a, it such a throwaway insult. yeah yeah it's like a throwaway thing that i don't think gets fleshed out beyond that line in this serial but yeah, there you go. You have the first uh, example. Uh, Romana. Okay. My notes say Roma, Romana. I is that, is she Romana the first Jared? Yeah. And so why? Um, she uh, queen uh, no, no. Uh, she's a time Lord that traveled with the yeah. doctor. Um, so, and I, but why is she are, the first, um, uh, uh, various, uh, regenerations. 
And she actually like referred to herself as such, like Romana the first. Uh, no, not that I, not that I can recall. Oh, um, oh okay, all right. But they yeah, just it just, I think that's just distinction in writing. But interesting. Um, yeah, um, it, it's okay. there's more it's to the saying story. The eleventh Doctor or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, the key to time. Uh, this is so we're we're still listing things that were introduced by Robert Holmes, uh, the White Guardian, the Valyard, which um, Jared is 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 that on our li- that's not on our list, is it? Because that's that one that's like the whole season. Yeah, that's one story. The, that's the Trial of a Time Lord uh, with the okay. seventh, the the sixth. So the sixth you know. Yeah. Spoiler alert for a 40-year-old television uh, series. But the Valyard, and we've discussed this before, the Valyard is supposed to be this future regeneration of the Doctor. Um, But that's like the surprise twist. Like the Valyard is this guy who's like going after the Doctor. He's on trial. And this guy is like going after the Doctor. And then it turns out to be he's some future incarnation of the Doctor. Am I getting that right at all, Jared? Yeah, that's about right. That's okay. I mean, without which, getting too far um, into it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, which, by the way, this has got to happen. Oh, yeah. We've, we've got to meet the Valyard. Like, Chibs needs to get on get on the ball and, and bring us some Valyard right. action. Um, <laughs> Sabalim Glitz, which sounds like a Hunger Games character. I don't think about it. <laughs> uh, Morbius. Uh, do you guys remember Morbius at all? No, we've, no, we've no. talked about it before. Um, yeah. it was a, it was a, a baddie of the week essentially. Um, and then the, uh, the entire idea of the 12 regeneration, 13 incarnation limit for time Lords is first introduced in this serial by Robert Holmes. Huh. So this guy kind of like, I don't know, made Dr. Who like, yeah, <laughs> like so many of the things that this guy introduced, um, you know, are, are still with us today and we're still, uh, still talking about him and the, you know, referencing and reaching back to his, his stuff. So, um, and it was directed by David Maloney. I have no notes on David Maloney. Poor David. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, under miscellaneous trivia, as Jared mentioned in his primer episode, uh, this was the only episode in classic who that didn't have a companion. So Jared, um, told us about how, Essentially, the, the, the I almost said the fourth doctor. Tom Baker was like, "Hey, I think I can carry this show on my own." And so, what if we tried that out without a companion? Mm. And this episode was that was that trial, and they kind of were like, "Nah, <laughs> like, <laughs> we like having companions. We we prefer to have companions." So, if you take into account, uh, now we said that this was the only episode in Classic Who that didn't have a companion, but if you look forward in New Who. If you take into account the brief cameos of Donna at the beginning and end of Midnight and Clara's appearance in the Doctor's mind TARDIS in Hellbent or Heaven Sent, Heaven Sent, um, and then the occasional like one-off companions that never were, like Lady Christina mm-hmm. D'Souza, etc. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you count all them and think about the fact that even, on, even in the episode Midnight, we saw Donna at the beginning mm-hmm. and the end, right? So if you take into account all of that, right. this is actually the only story that doesn't have a companion at all. Oh. So it's the only wow. one in, in, in Classic Who uh, that didn't have a companion. And then you can say, well, in New Who, we had, we had Heaven Sent and we had, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's, what, uh, what, what Planet of the Dead was with Christina D'Souza, I think. Planet of the yeah. Dead. Yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, oh, he didn't have a companion. Well, you know, okay. In Midnight, Donna was there, and in Planet of the Dead, Christina D'Souza was was the companion of the episode, just like Runaway Bride. Donna was, you know, a pre companion then. So if you if you take into account those kind of things, this is the only one where the Doctor had no companion, yeah, and is not even featured. Not even there's not even a flashback scene with Sarah Jane Smith, who he just dropped off in the last episode. Kind of, kind of makes this one uh, stand out. They really took a big swing for the fences, and apparently, uh, the BBC said, "And uh, a no. miss, yeah." <laughs> so, never again. This is also there's a lot of onlys in this one. This is also the only story that features one race. Everyone on this episode, this serial rather, is Gallifreyan, mm. and it's the first story in all of Doctor Who where no human appears. Which makes sense because you know we're 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 often traveling around with with you know companions and such, but also yeah. even on the episodes where there was nothing but human beings around, like you know the the first couple of episodes, you still had one non-human because you had the Doctor, right? right. So to get right. to one where you had all one race, it had to be Time Lords, had to be Gallifreyans. And then it's also the only one where no no humans appear. Right. Um, fun little moment here, you guys. Um, what, what were y'all saying about when he was in the Matrix and that plane started flying at him? What were y'all saying about it? It just looked weird. It was weirding y'all out somehow. Oh, it was like it was hard to tell if it was coming or going. It yeah. somehow looked fake. It, yeah, it it, uh, it almost looked like a model, right? Yeah. It was hard to see. <laughs> was this a biplane that was really far away, or was it a model closer up? Yeah. Uh, so that that physical biplane, not not that type of plane, but that one, was actually used in the filming of Indiana Jones and the last crusade. Huh? There's a, there's That's a, cool. uh, awesome, uh, sweet. plane, f- plane dog fight in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with, um, 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 Indy and his father in the plane. <laughs> and, uh, what happens at 11 o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Jared to pull out something. <laughs> it was not my best Sean Connery, but, uh, it's something. <laughs> Uh, it was good enough for Celebrity Jeopardy, I'll tell you that. You uh, <laughs> and the day is mine, Trebek. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually going to go, uh, son, they've got us. <laughs> he <laughs> shot the tail off and he blamed it on the other plane. Yeah. Um, I didn't know you um, could fly a plane. Fly, yes. Land, land no. No. <laughs> uh, Anywho, um, yeah, that was the age that, movies. That's right. That actual plane was the one used in, uh, and and now what I want to know that the Wikia didn't say is which one, because there were there were two biplanes, yeah, uh, dogfighting, and I don't know which one it was. Or no, wait, no, no, no. Maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. The other one was not a biplane, was it? The other one was like a jet or uh, like a single prop. Anyways, yeah, like a Mustang, um, although that was English. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's the one that flew into the tunnel and like shaved its wings off and, and that whole thing. <laughs> I don't know my um, Nazi planes well enough. <laughs> not that i'd be what, studying Jared, what do we have here for man <laughs> classic who classic who knowledge and knowledge of of nazi uh war machinery that's yeah. what we i got made here. it up through the classic who stuff i, I didn't don't even know what a drashig is but <laughs> which i actually looked it up it, it's a giant worm th- snake worm thing like like uh the worms from tremors but oh. but different um I, I, I have seen them but uh they're totally forgotten about them 
Gotcha. Anyway. I'm wondering why that made it on the list because it's not like something we've ever referenced ever again. Right? No, yeah. it's not something I've heard, but it is, and it, it, it's probably something most people remember. There you go. Um, so bring us down into the cast. Um, Castellan Spandrell, man, Time Lords can come <laughs> up with some names. Um, he was played by George Pravda, and the only reason that I put him on the list at all was to say he's Austrian. That's why he sounds that way. Yeah, but everyone <laughs> sounded that way. Yeah, but was that a fake no, accent? No, no, no. That's the thing is no one else sounded like him. Really? Oh, right. That was that was the thing that made me laugh was because when we first get there, we're we're hearing a lot from Castellan, and I remember thinking that exact thing, Corbin. Yeah. Why do Time Lords sound like this? And then no, everyone else in the episode had some like no two time lords had the same british accent yeah. but they all had a british accent except for castellan and that's because he was played by an austrian and the whole time there were there were a couple of scenes where he sounded actually going back to indiana jones and the last crusade he sounded like someone in one of those movies doing their best uh nazi impression their best german because he was i forget the line that he said but he said some line that was kind of menacing and threatening to someone and I was like, oh, that's definitely German. And then I went, oh, no, it actually turns out he's Austrian. So anyways, um, and of course, we can't we can't do uh, an episode in the master plan without talking about the master mm-hmm. as played this go round and this go round only by Peter Pratt, father of MCU star Chris Pratt. Oh, hmm. no way. No, so not at that... all. I just made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> But that was the first thing I thought was I was like, surely, surely, with a last name like Pratt. No, it's you, not. You it, could have gone with it. I would have believed you. The timing would be yeah. about right. <laughs> there you go. Um, he was actually, I, I looked him up and there's not a lot about him because apparently he was more well known as a stage actor, particularly in, um, he did a lot of roles in Gilbert and Sullivan operettas at the time. So when you look at his IMDb, there's not a lot there. In fact, most of the, uh, not most. Several of the film credits he has have to do with documentaries about Gilbert and Sullivan, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What is that all about?" And then I and then I did some further digging. Yeah, he he did he did much more stage acting than um, movies or TV, and he only appeared in Doctor Who for this single story, and that shot at the end where the slightly less jacked up yeah. master face appears in the grandfather clock. Yeah. Is the closest you will ever get to seeing his actual face in the Hooniverse, which makes me sad for him, because this guy stepped into, you know, Doctor Who, mm. and you would never, you would never recognize him. Um, actually, if you go, and by the way, you two don't, but if you go to, and anybody who, ha- anyone who's not caught up, don't go to the master page on the Wikia. Okay, just be forewarned. Don't go there if you're not. And I mean, fully caught up with everything on Doctor Who that has aired to thus far. Um, there's, yeah, the the Wikia in certain there's certain pages where even if you just open the page, you're gonna you're gonna get ruined for things. But on there, there's a there's a a uh, a scrolling GIF of images. Normally, when you go to a character page, it has like a picture of that character. Well, with the Master, he's been you know portrayed so many different times and ways. They have like this this GIF that's showing all the different actors. And when it gets to Peter Pratt, it's a screenshot of this mm. with like the skull thing going on. Mm. And I'm like, that's so sad that that's what this guy, you know, I think even when you click yeah. on, when you, when you go to the Peter Pratt 
page on the Wikia, I think it's that image. I don't even think there it's like a professional headshot or anything. So, huh. guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by Google Fi. You guys know the drill. Go to noobsinthehoobian.com slash fi, get $20 off your first month and have a cell phone. That's the whole ad read today. I'm moving on. Because okay. uh, Corbin is tapping time. into the notes. Dad, we're already this far in. I know. Uh, the checklist, um, which is considerably shorter than a lot of the other segments. So, uh, name of the episode spoken in dialogue. Surprisingly, no. Was anybody else surprised that we didn't get it in each and every episode of this serial? Yeah. That'd be a bit of a weird thing to try and... Not for the 70s it wouldn't have. Not for 70s sci-fi it wouldn't have. It's like he's the deadly assassin. Yeah, exactly. The the capital has been invaded by some sort of deadly assassin. You know. But Doctor, I don't know. They didn't do it that much then. Oh, they didn't? I don't remember them doing it, but... I just just remember... I'm I'm not remember. I just mean that saying that line would not have been weird right, for, for Doctor Who in any era. Yeah. Um, the the Wikia um, very pedantically wanted everyone to know that the phrase, the deadly assassin, is redundant because if you're an assassin, <laughs> that means you're deadly. That is true, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. thanks for... Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Wikia, for pointing that out. We didn't. Like, we didn't we I feel didn't a pressing that. urge to go delete that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare! It's beautiful, and I love it. It is precious to me. Quiet, you. Uh, the creature of the week. I guess we got to go with uh, the master, um, and more on him later. Um, that was kind of it, right? We had there weren't any other like creatures, right? Like you said, it was literally the only race all one was the Gallifreyan. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Even yeah. even when he was in the Matrix and the guy had like something over his face, I originally thought that the reason his face, he had like a black sock over his face or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought this was supposed to, I thought this was like a poorly executed special effect that he was supposed to be sort of a no, no faced projection of the master into the Matrix, oh. not realizing until I saw outside of the Matrix where they had the ridiculously covering his face helmet. And I went, oh, they're just trying to conceal who this guy is that's working for the master. Yeah. Um, so I thought I thought for a moment we had some sort of AI robot thing. No, it's just a guy with a mask around his face. Like, okay, that's fine. Uh, Jiggery Pokery, the TARDIS. Holy wood paneling, Batman. Um, <laughs> did you guys, what did you guys think of the interior of, of Four's TARDIS? Because this is the first time we've seen it. The last time we saw Four, uh, he was still on Earth. We watched his regeneration episode. So he was on Earth. I don't even right. think he left Earth until the end of that episode. So this is our first glimpse inside the uh, the fourth Doctor's TARDIS. What Honestly, do you think? Honestly, I really don't remember what it looked like. It was all wood. It was like... It looked like you like, wanted to curl up with a turtleneck on, maybe a blazer over your turtleneck. You know, yes, and call for your butler to bring you something from the library. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it looked like... I mean, there's like ornate. Okay, so it had the roundels, yeah. it had the round things, yeah. but they were yeah. carved into wood. Yeah. And and um, the other thing that I thought was uh, was interesting was it didn't have an uppy downy thingy in the middle. How dare they? It had yeah. the center console, but the center console essentially, Jared, to me, it looked like a like a uh, a Presbyterian baptistry or something, <laughs> or or an Anglican baptistry, like one of those oh. pedestals that you like lift the lid off of, and there's the water for the baby. Um, <laughs> That's what so it looked specific. like. To me. I, well, I, and that's what it looked like to me. But it didn't have the uppy downy thingy. Was that um, Jared? I don't know virtually anything about the interior of, of other classic Who Tardises except for the first Doctors. Like, yeah. was that not in all of them? 
Well, now that you're saying it, I'm trying to picture uh, picture the TARDISes I can think of. It was it was in pretty much all of them, and just know, his, maybe, huh? Maybe, yeah, so maybe just his. Um, Interesting. Um, we um, they they mentioned that it's a Type Forty. I think this is the first time we get the mention that that the Doctor's TARDIS is a Type Forty. I think I remember seeing that mm-hmm. somewhere. Um, it it is out of commission and obsolete. Yeah. Um, its barrier is a double curtain trimonic, so you will need a cipher indent key to get in. Holy crap. Obviously. Of course. That's, yeah, this could have gone under uh, Jibberty Jabberty if that was still around. Um, its appearance was infinite. Oh, yeah. Okay, so they're talking about the Type 40 TARDIS, and I think it's Castellan says, mm-hmm. its appearance is infinitely variable. So, like, that's a feature yeah. that's unique to Type 40? Like, I thought that was like part of a TARDIS was that it had a chameleon circuit, Mm -hmm. but they made it seem like, so first of all, first of all, he's saying this like it's new information to the Time Lords that are there. And secondly, if that's the case, how did they recognize the police box as a TARDIS at all? Yeah. (laughs) They scanned this random police box. But they didn't. They walked up to it and were like, oh, it's a TARDIS. Type 40, I do believe. No, no. You know, like. (laughs) Well. Also, apparently the chameleon circuits weren't good either because the master and the doctor both had their chameleon circuits break. So, the master's chameleon circuit broke. I feel like at one Did point, it? I don't, I don't recall that in classic. It just was usually a Roman column for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't know and why they picked that, but uh, yeah, that was cool. um, yeah. I, I don't remember. I think I have a note about that under the master um, that. Uh, that his is a, a grandfather clock. And I think the next time, I think the next episode we do with the master, it's also a grandfather clock. If I, if I, if I read that right in the Wikia, either the next one we do or one of the ones on our list, I mean, we're going to see the grandfather sense. clock again. Oh yeah. So by the way, just side note, time Lords have grandfather clocks apparently Apparently, because it didn't, oh, it, sure. it, 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 and Roman columns. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, but like, he it was disguised as a grandfather clock in the the middle of the capital <laughs> in the citadel and no one noticed it no one yeah. thought it looked yeah. weird although if you looked around the rest of the set that all looked very spacey wacy it did not fit no yeah so wh- what anyways well if if you think back to when the uh, this is this doesn't explain the the grandfather clock but thinking about knowing that the um, police call box was a TARDIS. They knew about the doctor. They they knew, um, you know, they were talking about the doctor that he was a renegade time lord and such. I don't remember if they but, used those terms. But, but Corbin Corbin had some thoughts about did like did they know the doctor? It seemed like they didn't know the doctor or the master all that well for yeah. most of this episode. Because they well, only they, really knew about them when they looked at their whatever thingies. Yeah, like one guy was like, ah, I think I heard he got kicked off the planet one time. <laughs> right. And, you know, like other than that, he was kind of an unknown, which, you know, if you think about it, kind of actually makes sense. Like, why would this one random guy be known by everyone on the planet? Um, <laughs> except that it does seem like he was like when when he was banished to Earth, that that would was a bigger deal than it apparently was to the rest of the Time Lords. Because they're like, yeah. Who? except for the news anchor. <laughs> the yeah. news reporter was like oh hey how, uh, didn't i hear you got like banished or some little thing like that yeah. it's like yeah. oh yeah but that's all in the past now what right. what is happening yeah um so the sonic screwdriver there was no sonic screwdriver in this whole story 
Huh. Is that am I right yeah. on that? I didn't yeah, see it once. On, I don't remember seeing it. But this this is before it got got rid of, right? It is. Like yes. four had one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sad that we didn't get to see it. This is this is I know. We we yeah. keep we keep going through and we don't really see it. <laughs> we keep much missing at all. The Sonic. Yeah. You know, it's 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 really funny to me thinking about this because um uh shoot, what's what's the showrunner's name for five and might might have started already, but uh Jonathan Nathan Turner, I think. That um, rings a bell. He he uh, he gets rid of the Sonic because it's too easy to get the doctor to be used to get the doctor right. out of tight spaces. And we're watching through bits and pieces of Classic Who. Obviously, there's a huge catalog we haven't seen yet, but we haven't really seen it in any of them. In, in all of the big ones, all of the main ones that we're going back and and uh, that are known, it's like yeah, it's not really there. I'm, I'm trying to think. Other than the movie. We have never seen a classic Who Sonic screwdriver, have we? I don't think so. I mean, it 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 came in at the end of two, so you really have three, four, oh, okay. and a, a half or so of five. Oh, um, I mean, you, the first time you see it is literally two's uh, the second Doctor's last serial. Oh wow! And, oh, and all okay. he does is demonstrate that he can take out a screw with it and put it back in. <laughs> uh, with, it was a without, literal sonic without touching anything. It, it really was. It was a stick <laughs> that he used as a oh, screwdriver. Wow. And that's so when they when they got James Bonzi and uh, uh, on on the third, I think they went. Uh, they were like, "Ooh, let's do more, something with this." A little more sci-fi and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, under miscellaneous jiggery pokery, um, I just had a couple of notes about. Um, first of all, set your stasers. Like stasers? <laughs> what? Well, come on, guys. It, like, yeah. we've already look. Star Trek has come and gone by this point. <laughs> Movies yeah. have been made. We know what a we know what a phaser is. Yeah, we know what a phaser is. Just say copyrighted. phaser. It's okay. <laughs> um, or stun gun, or laser gun, or laser pistol, or what, what is a staser? Is that a stun laser? I don't even know what it's supposed to be trying to get at. Um, I love the line. You have no idea of the complexity of, of applied excitonics. No one does. Could you just make that crap up? Um, oh, and then um, the doctor using the scarf like Indiana Jones's oh whip in the matrix was brilliant. I loved everything about that. that I loved everything about that. I even love how they tried desperately to, jump cut enough that you didn't notice how bad the effect was of yeah. turning that thing into effectively a whip, like ha- having it behave nothing like yarn and more like corded leather. Um, I loved all of it. And then I swear that thing, as long as it is, I think they had to make it longer for that, for that bit to work. Cause he threw that thing probably 10 feet and it, it looped still- back down around to him. I loved that. <laughs> I loved it. Um, other stuff we noticed, we mentioned, uh, the celestial intervention agency, which was the weirdest way of working CIA into yeah. a line later on, which now that I'm thinking about it, this is British TV. So what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. You think about that. Yeah. I mean, that later on, they, they made two or three references to the CIA and said, and when they said it, you could almost hear them winking. Yeah, let me first mention the CIA, the what? Oh, the Celestial Intervention Agency. Oh, right, yeah, sure, yeah. that's what it is. Clever. Well, no, that's the thing is they didn't even do it that way. They didn't do where, like, somebody says a familiar acronym and then, oh, no, it turns out because we're in space, it stands for this. <laughs> they didn't even do that bit. 
So now I'm like, was it just a weird coincidence? And we're yeah. just Americans watching it going, hey, that's our thing. And I'm like, I don't know. It's like the CIA was still known back then. They were doing James Bond stuff like with the previous incarnation. There's no way they didn't know about the CIA. I, I have I mean, yeah, they would have been aware. I don't know. I, I really I, I don't know. I, I, I know. Who, no one. Uh, the transduction effect was pretty awesome when what? they when they transduced the the TARDIS from one place to another. Um, oh, that that, that was, whole thing no. was amazing. No, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't even talk about the opening sequence. Oh, yeah. the the the, the, the time yeah. vortex that was now oh, instead so of a weird. cylinder, instead of being a tunnel, it was more like uh, you were inside of a rect uh, instead of like a rectangular cube shaped like the TARDIS for some reason. Oh yeah, there was that bit too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole intro was was amazing, and I do not understand the obsession of this show with showing the worst possible headshot of the Doctor, <laughs> and then transitioning to a goofy headshot of the doctor most of the time not on this yeah. one not on this one but so so often it would be like all right uh mr baker we're gonna do your headshots now for the time vortex give me i just woke up what's going on <laughs> beautiful that's it snap okay now now give me i need to fart but i'm in, <laughs> I'm in a meeting <laughs> give me you're a six-month-old farting <laughs> yes in here now. That, <laughs> uh, you just joined the show. Um, uh, no, you know, I I don't know if that's a British thing. I mean, I definitely I, I I commend the 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 British culture for not being as hung up on looks as as people You're in right the US about are. That, yeah, uh, I, I commend them for as it. Austin Powers taught us. Yes. Well, yes. I I also <laughs> I also don't understand like. You know, I don't think Tom Baker combed his hair for uh, what six years or eight years. <laughs> the entire run of the um, which, which, if I let my hair grow out, it's about the same. So I appreciate it. Like I always said, oh, I was wow. born in the wrong era for my hair. But um, you know, I, I it, it just I okay. So quick story. I I was um, studying in London and uh, I was studying theater while in college. And you could, I, I could put my resume, acting resume and headshot on file with various agencies. And apparently, because we're enamored with the British uh, accent, they're enamored with a good American accent, uh, especially Ooh. when they're doing plays and stuff. And you um, can nail that and, one. And especially if you can do a Southern oh, yeah. accent, which I don't know that I can do a great Southern accent, but to British people, I can do an amazing Southern accent. Right, right. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So I put my stuff on file and, and I never actually got called in for anything, but uh, they wanted a headshot. And so I had uh, some amateur headshots that, you know, from, from had, been, had been done in the U.S. And they're about three quarters, which is typical for headshots in the U.S. And they're like, no, we just want your head and you cannot smile. I mean, what? They, what? they just like they had rules about it. And it's like the shots that you see in the opening of Doctor Who. They, they may very so well just put them in costume the and like we're, we're taking headshots, <laughs> put them in wardrobe and we're just taking headshots. And that's like, so it, funny. They're, they're totally unflattering, which is fine because it's yeah. just used like, oh, I'm interested in seeing this person do an, an, uh, an audition. Um, but it's like they use them but when they're the hero <laughs> of the television show. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you compare it to when we've seen the doctor's face in the opening in modern who, which I yeah. guess was only 11 and 12. And both of those are like 
very intense stares into the camera. And I think for both of them, it was mostly just the eyes and the nose. Like it was enough of their, enough of their, you know, from the nose up for you to know who it was. Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh, it's kind of cool. But when you just have like, burp, it's just kind of like burp. staring blankly at the camera. But that makes a lot more sense if you're saying that they were not allowed to smile for headshots. Now it totally makes sense that like if you said pose for a picture of your head, that's what they're going to do. They're just going to stare at the camera. Mug shots. That's the, that's the American equivalent is mug shots. It's just like, I, I don't want to be here and I'm yes. not happy. So hurry up and <laughs> yeah. take the picture. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, the chalk outline of the dead president was flipping was hilarious. Funny. It was like way too big. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you have to account for the shoulder uh, pads. You know. Shoulder pads and headdress. Yeah, and headdress, that's right. Um, we did, as we mentioned earlier, we loved the doctor almost getting killed by a shopping mall train. Yeah. I guess, it's was this a budgetary epic. problem? Or Why was yeah. he wearing a gas mask? Well, that whole sequence was supposed to be like World War One, World War Two, reminiscent. That's what was going on. That's why the guy was walking. He was wearing a gas mask, walking a horse wearing a gas mask while there were mortar shells going off. It was supposed yeah. to be the war, which would have been much more visceral for for Brits. I mean, you know, they, they experienced it in their towns, you know. Um, so this would have been uh, a little bit. And also 1976. You're a lot closer to that time frame than we are currently. Um, it's you know two lifetimes ago for you, um, but that that bit where all of a sudden he's in that sequence, and then now he's in the jungle, yeah, and he gets mm-hmm. stuck on the train tracks, but not really. And the most comically tiny, not threatening train is coming yeah. at him. And yeah, the the train conductor and some other random person on the train are wearing the gas masks. And which, again, is just like this whole fever dream sequence that we're supposed to be like, isn't it crazy in the Matrix? Um, But I did not understand why it was literally like a child's playground size train. And I don't know, was that purely budgetary or was it supposed to add to the isn't it crazy in the Matrix? This whole episode was crazy. It wasn't just in the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, this is true, but um, I did find it interesting. I was wondering when he went into the matrix at the end of the second episode, I was thinking, Oh boy, is the entire third episode going to, Oh, yep, it is. Okay. It's all going to be in the oh, matrix. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, you know, buckle in guys. Here we go. Um, he, uh, he said in, uh, uh, you know, presaging Mythbusters by decades, I reject this reality. I love that one. Uh, substitute my own. Yeah, that's right. And substitute my own. Uh, I just have a note here that says the Time Lords are garbage people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. No, Doctor, you didn't save all of Califrey. That was, uh, I don't know, some no, other random president. dude. Yeah, the who president. Also died. The president who uh, was yeah. actually the cause of it. The yes. whole, it's it's like, it, it, I don't know if we're suffering from at this point, and and I don't know because I'm not as familiar with the show run, but I feel like we didn't go to Gallifrey a lot and maybe that's best because when you get there, it's like, it's terrible every time. And I don't, I mean, Jared, was it always the case that when the doctor finds himself on Gallifrey, that the time Lords have to be the bad guy of the week? Uh, 
I don't know that they're always, I, I don't know it's fair to say that they're always the bad guy of the week. I mean, okay. personally, my personal opinion, yeah, basically. I mean, I mean they're, they're, uh, I mean, every um, time we've encountered them in classic who, in new who rather, they are the enemy that the doctor is trying to defeat that week. Yeah. Essentially they're, I mean, they're, they're big government. They're, um, they're yeah. overlords, you know, they, they um, yeah. I, I think they, I, th- I think so. Uh, yeah. So my, my sub note there under the time Lords are garbage people is at least those in charge are because yeah. granted yeah. that's, that's who yeah. we're usually seeing. Yeah. Um, we saw in, in uh, Hellbent that, you know, the, you know, the foot soldier guys that were out there decided to side with the doctor because Rassilon was just cuckoo bananas crazy in that episode. <laughs> right. Um, well, and to see uh, the car- Oh, really? Yeah, there's a whole episode where uh, Omega or Omega uh, right. is is yeah, cuckoo bananas crazy the whole time. Is yeah. is he the one that that like he and Rassilon and the other like started everything? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are are we going to get to that? Is that on our our schedule? Uh, I don't think so because that that's not oh, a master. Uh, oh, episode. okay. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we had a, uh, you know, presaging uh, Mythbusters. Now we're going to presage uh, Star Trek. Resistance is futile, the master says. <laughs> so, uh, Corbin, what's up? Why do they keep talking about Rassilon like he's not around? Hmm. He's the president when we get to New Who, Jared. But yeah, this is a question towards Jared because they That's actually like question. He's dead or something. Oh, do you not do you not know? Because I did some research. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, sure. Go ahead. I did some I did some looking around. Um, let's see. Um Yeah, okay, so we'll 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 circle back around to that because we are moving into who's who and who are the time lords. Um I guess I should have put their garbage people under that. <laughs> um uh, just a couple of notes. Apparently they have local news. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I loved naturally. Runcible. He might have been my favorite time lord. Yeah. Um, Didn't he die? Did he die? I think I he know. did. He was the first one that got. No, wait. I think he did die, but not when I was thinking of. Oh, really? Um, his whole it it looked it sounded like um when I've seen like episodes of the of the Crown and they're covering the coronation. That's what it sounded like to me. It's like and here today in the Citadel we have you know, and the president's coming and blah blah blah. You know, and he's <laughs> trying to do this like very ceremonial thing, and it was so. It was so um, just down to earth, if you'll pardon the pun, because we're on Gallifrey. Like, he's just so not like all the other Time Lords. He's just a news guy. And I, that, that cracked me up. Um, he he mentions that they didn't wear those headdresses often, that they were ceremonial. And uh, this this being Jared's favorite part of the Time Lords, their, their fashion sense. Uh, <laughs> if I remember correctly, I think I read on the Wikia, this is the first time that we see that. Yes. The the robes and the headdresses. This is the first time we get to see it. And it's because it's presidential resignation day, which is a hilarious concept to me. Yeah. <laughs> it comes a great day in all caps, presidential resignation day, where he's like, I'm retiring. And the next guy is this. Yeah. Well, that was hilarious. Um, somehow they recognize each other post regeneration. Did y'all notice that? Yes. Runcible recognized the doctor. He walks up to Runcible and, you know, like kind of strikes up a conversation and he's like, oh, hey, didn't you get banished or whatever? And it didn't dawn on me until he then says, have you had a facelift? I'm like, wait a minute. 
Wait. That was the second doctor who got yeah. banished. He's regenerated twice. How does he know him? And that makes me wonder, like, is that just a thing with Time Lords? Is it like Highlander? Is it like uh, the Immortals in Highlander? You just, you, you know each other when you see each other? Um, not only recognize that you are a Time Lord, but that you are this particular Time Lord. That's interesting. And, um, okay, so here was my research on, uh, this is, as we said, this is the first mention of Rassilon. And Corbin, you, you hit the nail on the head. We're watching New Who. When did we first meet Rassilon? Do you guys remember? I guess when he was the president. Okay. First of all, he was, yeah, he was the Lord president mm -hmm. and it was the end of time. And it's him. Uh, it was, uh, Oh dang it. Jared, help me out here. Dalton. Um, what's his first name? The actor. Ugh. Oh, Timothy. No, Timothy Dalton, Timothy Dalton. James yeah. flipping bond, a national treasure <laughs> played Rassilon. And it's this giant moment of them. Like, whatever they were coming through the vortex or whatever. And, and you've been hearing Timothy Dalton doing the, the voiceover. And then all of a sudden we get the big reveal that he is Rassilon. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, classic Whovians have got to be peeing their pants right now because Rassilon is back. Not only are the time Lords back, but like Rassilon is, you know, mm -hmm. secret twist. He's been telling us the story the whole time. Guys, if I'm understanding the Wakia properly, this is technically speaking, when we see Timothy Dalton and, and classic Whovians feel free to correct me here. If I'm not mistaken, this is technically the first time in Doctor Who that we ever actually see Rassilon alive. Hmm. Right. That, that's that's, that's checking that. out for you, Jared? Yeah. Rassilon is this mythical character that's talked about like Sauron. You know, like this, right. this, this name that you hear. And by the way, if you go and do look at, um, look at the five doctors Wikia page and do a, a control F find Rassilon, there are so many things of Rassilon. There's the harp of Rassilon. Yeah. There's the sash of Rassilon. There's the power glove of Rassilon. I made that one up. <laughs> um, there is so many things about this guy and he is built up and built up and built up. And we have a brief encounter with him in the five doctors where it is an apparition of him from the grave. It's like a ghostly figure of his, like a floating head talking disembodied head, talking to one of the time Lords. And the closest thing that we get there is that there seems to be some debate in that story about whether or not Rassilon is really and truly dead. And so when mm -hmm. Timothy Dalton turns out to be the Lord President Rassilon himself, apparently classic Whovians would have been crapping their pants, not just peeing their pants, because this would have been a much, much bigger reveal than I even realized at the time. I had this sort of sympathetic, oh, this must be a big deal. And I didn't even realize until this week doing this research. No, this would have been massive because we've never really seen Rassilon in action before. And it turns out he's a monster. See, I told you from the start that I was not your classic Whovian that you were really looking for, but uh, I, maybe it's maybe it's because I saw things. Uh, I've seen a fair bit of classic Who, maybe all of it. I'm not entirely sure at this point, but um, in such piecemeal ways, not in order and things. Uh, I just always assumed that oh, Rassilon, yeah, they're talking about him, and and for a long right. time assumed oh, he's he's dead from the past. I mean, when 
when Omega comes back, you, you don't even really see his true form. He's in a mask. Um, and it's a, it was a big deal that like Omega is somehow back. And so right. I just assumed. And then when I saw him in New Who, I was just like, oh, maybe I got it wrong all this time. <laughs> so it wasn't. See, that's that's it, the crazy it, thing about a show that's been running this long. I, I'll be honest with you. I have been surprised at how little detail there truly is in the mythos in oh, classic. Yeah. yeah. Because when things get referenced in new who my mind just goes into overdrive. Oh, there must've been, there must've been a whole season about this guy. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, he got mentioned once, you know, well, and it's this, like, look at the I, serial that they, they actually changed some things, some, some ideas about the time Lords and things that had hints that had been dropped along the way, kind of breadcrumbs. And they uh -huh. changed it. And I wish I could have gone gone back. I didn't really have the time to go back and see what those were, but I, I saw references to that. Um, and, and so they changed things in this one. And it just like, okay, you know, retconning kind of, you know, here here is here is canon. Oh, yeah. and, and at first it wasn't really accepted, apparently. It was people were like, No, that's not what that's not how Gallifrey is. And then eventually enough time passed, oh, they're like, Well, this is the most information we have about it. So here we are. And there are so many, so many classic Who serials that they just sort of jump into something and expect you to just sort of catch up. Like they don't really flesh out and explain it. They're oh, just like, wow. All right, this is where we're starting. And, uh, you know, people will, uh, you know, they'll get there eventually. And in some ways, that's kind of cool. In other ways, it's like, oh, give us a bone here. <laughs> but yeah. And there's, there's times, um, even with stuff that's coming down the road where I'm thinking, man, how has this never been addressed before? How has this never been settled? Like why, like I'll be reading articles about people arguing over this point of, of, I was going to say minutia, but not even minutia, like major thematic elements of Dr. Who mythos and Canon and everything. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is not a settled issue. Why, <laughs> why are we arguing about this? I didn't realize this was a thing. Surely in 50 years, we have directly addressed this multiple times. Nope. It's only <laughs> been hinted at here and there. You know, mm -hmm. and, and things that um, things that you consider to be long time established, you know, rules of time travel or rules of time lords or rules of regeneration. It's like, no, that happened one time. Yeah. And and so now we've decided to make now that the only way it can happen, except for right. when it doesn't suit our our plot. Except this when week. it doesn't so happen that to, way. Yeah. Then we're just going to throw it out the window. Yeah. And the 11th doctor is actually the 13th doctor. And who cares? Shut up and eat your popcorn and watch the 50th anniversary. Um, so yeah, I like so speaking of who, <laughs> speaking of who is the fourth doctor? Uh, he's a Slytherin. I mean, uh, Prydonian. Prydonian. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely not. Uh, yeah. Definitely not Slytherin. I'd like you know years before those books ever came out, but now ah, whatever. Yeah. Um, we okay. I wrote this note and then it did get answered. I said, "Why did he get a vision?" We were trying to figure out like why was the doctor yeah. having like a psychic episode. And then I, I forgot we did address that in like the, I think it took us all the way to the fourth episode that essentially the master hijacked a prophecy coming out of the matrix and beamed it into the doctor's head, which isn't how anything should work. But sure, we'll go with it. With the master involved, that's exactly how it should work. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be um, a combination of telepathy, mind control, and technology. Time Lord, Time Lord technology. So that's perfect. Um, his hair curls when it's about to rain or when he's on to something, apparently. <laughs> so weird. I love that. My hair is curling, which either means it's about to rain or I'm on to something. Wait, what? 
his the hair can tell when he's on onto something. Apparently, it's a, he has a spidey sense. Um, when you can't ooh, tell whether he, it's going to rain or right. if he's on to something. I think that's akin so to attack eyebrows. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. That would have been great like, if later on in the episode it started raining and he'd yeah. been like, oh, crap. Oh, I, <laughs> I was totally wrong. It was just rain. <laughs> it starts raining and then he gets shot by the master. All right, so here's the important thing. Who is the master, speaking of trip, yeah. seamless transition? Um, so um, it, it seemed – this is one of these things where – we have to remember that we're bound by BBC's budget in 1976 <laughs> and the technology therein. I genuinely wasn't sure for the first, I don't know, entire episode or two, if the master looked that way because he looked that way, or if in universe he was wearing a mask because it was so poorly done. Yeah. At first, I genuinely thought the, that the, the character, not the actor, but that the character was wearing a mask and that we, there was going to be a reveal later. And oh, the only yeah. thing that the only thing that kept me on track of saying, no, that's what he's supposed to look like is because I knew that going into it. I knew he was supposed to be right. hideously grotesque. Right. But if I had been watching this in 1976, I don't know that I would have had like what I have known that this was supposed to be the makeup. Yeah. Or would I have thought that this character is wearing a mask to hide his identity? Because there was kind of a twist that it was the master, but right. even then I wasn't sure, was that supposed to be a twist reveal again in the third episode of the serial mm-hmm. where he's been addressed by his henchmen as master, but maybe he just meant master as in I'm your servant, you're my master, but is that a double meaning? Like were they, were they breadcrumbing the, the audience there? Or was or, it literally... Like, was it supposed to be a twist? I, I really couldn't tell. Um, Trip was confused about this. He was like, what is he wearing on his face? Say, and I'm like, that's his that? face, son. That's his face. Okay. Um, sure. This did kind of make the skull thing. Um, oh, you know what? I think I'm I think I'm think skipping ahead, maybe. No, I think I just had a section. Can we talk about the master's skull? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. I'll come back to that. Um, he can shrink people. Yeah, that was. Was this the first time he's done this, Jared? Uh, or was like was this a thing he was known for? It, or it was, was done before, and I'm pretty sure it was okay. the master. I'm trying to remember the okay. the, the serial, but it it was so this something wasn't Spider Man was, throwing his logo. This was not like random power <laughs> that Spider-Man. said Superman. It was, it was Spider-Man? done before. I can't. I don't remember how and and okay. why and how they stopped it, but yeah. Um, so that's why the doctor said, "Oh, this is the master's doing." Like he he knew. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah, that, right. that 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 fits. Uh, so the doctor said, "Hatred is his weakness." He said he'd delay an execution to pull the wings off a fly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that one at all. Oh, delay yeah. an execution, an execution of the fly, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> executing the Good fly. Question. I didn't even put that one together. That's what I thought he meant because. It's obviously the doctor saying, you're not going to kill me. You're going to try and torture me. So in the analogy, is he executing I, a fly? Now I'm even more confused. Thanks. Yeah. I also love, he, the master says, well, I'm not going to make that mistake this time. Then he immediately makes that mistake by stunning the doctor and the guards. Yeah. And right. then running out. And that's yeah, how and he gets defeated. Yeah. Um, we had an interesting um, call forward. 
not a, not a callback. He said, even in extremists, I wear the sash of Rassilon. And I was like, well, that's interesting. No one has ever used that word until they used it in multiple episodes that we've watched. Well, recently. apparently if you know your Latin, you would, and, and you were use Latin on a regular classically trained. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was an interesting turn of phrase in new who now I'm yeah. wondering if yeah. this is in, in some kind of a way, a callback to this, or if the phrase in extremis is a widely enough used term yeah. in certain circles that we're hearing it twice in, in the universe. I thought that was interesting. Um, oh, I wrote, dang, did he just silently fall off that cliff no, at the so end? <laughs> because, because initially he, he, without sound effect, without scream, whimper or anything falls into a crack a la Indiana Jones and the last crusade <laughs> falls mm-hmm. into the crack. And I was like, if that was the end of the master, just, I am going more. to be very upset. Yeah. And then thankfully we did get him like we got the moment where he was hanging on. Mm-hmm. And then when he let go, there was a little bit more of a, ah, or something, mm-hmm. but still no one noticed. But, but then I noticed that the doctor was very busily trying to restore the eye of harmony. So literally no one saw him fall. <laughs> so why did they assume that he fell at all and was ah. dead? <laughs> yeah. The conversation was, do you think there's some way he survived that fall? And I'm like, first of all, he's the master. He absolutely survived that fall. But secondly, <laughs> what, what fall? fall are we talking about? The one the cameraman saw? Because there was no one in universe that saw it happen. The doctor was like, way he was on the other side of the Eye of Harmony when it all went down. So I don't know, you know, anyways. Um, and then, um, yeah, my whole bit about Time Lords have grandfather clocks. That one. It was so weird seeing his creepy face staring through the window of that. Yeah. And what was really interesting was the apparent result of him falling to what should have been his death down a crack was that he began to heal himself and then made it all the way to this room where his TARDIS was. Yeah. I didn't get that. Either. Yeah. Snuck, <laughs> snuck into past it. All of them. Yeah. Is that because he was wearing the sash or I don't think he wasn't wearing the sash. Oh, yeah. It got stolen from him. Why was he healing then? <laughs> well, the sash know, was, this... was a tool to manipulate the Eye of Harmony. Right, right. And and uh, he, he was able to get some energy from the Eye of Harmony, which presumably gave him... Oh, is that, is that why he started healing? I think that's what uh, they said. Yeah. The doctor was like, he may have gotten some energy, so he could have yes. survived. Gotcha. Well, yeah, and that's the thing is he, he, he didn't die and regenerate, this is on his same incarnation. He's healing now. And so presumably the next time we see him, um, wait, wait, does the next time he appeared, is he looking okay? Cause it's not Peter Pratt again, but yeah, who knows? I think, he, I think he, he looks, um, who's the next one? Uh, well, uh, yeah, he looks remember. normal, but it's, but it's the same regeneration. So I guess, I guess that's one good thing that came out of them putting a mask on Peter Pratt the whole time is they could use any actor they wanted to after this and still call it the same regeneration. So the things they have to do to get around their own canon. Well, hey guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is also brought to you by uh, by listeners like Victor, Jared, and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, here's what you can do. You go over to noobsinthehoobian.com slash support. Become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. If you, if you give us enough money, we'll, we'll read your name. 
<laughs> That's the pitch. Didn't Thanks. that sound appealing? Anyways, um, let's see. Overall impressions out of ten, or do we do do we do it out of ten, or do we do thumbs up and thumbs down? A oh. thumbs up and thumbs down is what timey wimey is. Oh, so we do out of ten on these? We do out of yeah. ten. On these. Okay. We do it out of ten because you guys are always with classic who, like two, three. <laughs> That's not true. We gave eight pretty good ratings. <laughs> yes, eight got a decent score. ratings, and finally. <laughs> Just because yes, of Ace, we only, to, we only had to get to the nineties. No, not Ace. We, we, um, wait, what? Ace? His companion, Ace. The movie with not with seven. Oh, seven. I was thinking. You yeah, said eight. eight. I was thinking seven. Yeah. yeah, that's true. We did give seven pretty you, good ratings too, because, because of Ace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Because of Ace. Yeah. Uh, so who wants to go first? Jared picks on me if I make him go first or last. So I'm not going to decide this week. <laughs> All right, Austin. What are your impressions? Hey, um, all right. Uh, I don't know. I had I had fun with this one. I think I'm just starting to settle into Classic Who. I think is what it is. I think like I'm saturated enough in enough of the lore that um, I'll tell you another thing is watching my favorite sci-fi from the 90s, i.e. Star Trek, with my uh, children who are spoiled by their... Um, by their modern technology <laughs> and movie going Can't has given me a greater ways. appreciation for classic who, because we, we literally had to stop watching star Trek, the next generation because I could not keep them interested in it. I was like, guys, just hang in there for the first season. It gets better. And we're like halfway through the second season. And they're like, we don't really want to watch this show, dad. It, it, got, and, it got worse. Dad. And, and <laughs> so I decided to skip DS nine altogether and we're watching Voyager. And I'm like, Shut up! You're watching this show with your father, <laughs> and I, I don't honestly know how they feel about it. They're not raring to go when we sit down at night. When I go, what are we going to watch? They never say, "Let's watch Voyager, Dad." They never say that. Um, hmm. And so I'm beginning to go, "Oh, I see, I see." This thing that was that was is absolutely cherished by me, and it's tied to all these memories of that time in my life and it was cutting edge at the time and it was amazing storytelling at the time and it was breaking new ground at the time and you know and now it's all tropes and the boys are like uh yeah it's gonna turn out that that ship is actually voyager in the future and that they set off the whole thing in the beginning five minutes into the episode they do this to me jared five minutes into the episode (laughs) They call the end of it. They did it two episodes in a row. And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? And they go, right, Dad? And I'm like, I'm not saying nothing. You're just going to have to sit through it and experience it like the rest of us did. So anyways, um, so Jared, I, I'm, I'm empathizing with you. Um, this one, and, and this one had its fever dream moments. Of moments. Of <laughs> that was my favorite parts. What are you talking about? Um. Yeah. Entire third episode. Yes, that's was... what I meant by moment. <laughs> those <laughs> those twenty two moment. minutes of moments. <laughs> I did think that the that the uh, the overall arc was very interesting. It's like we go to Gallifrey. We're talking about you know there's political intrigue, and then there's tech, techno babble about the Matrix, and then it's like now we're going to have you know the the deadliest game on you know like. One man hunts another, you know, in the jungle adventure. Uh, and then we jump back into science fiction and stuff. I don't know. It was it was kind of all over the place. So I'm going to give it uh, seven out of ten uh, face socks. 
face. I was so confused why he was wearing pantyhose on his head. Yeah, when 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 Barusa or whoever it was was uh, wearing the not Barusa, it was the other one. It it, never even occurred to me that it was going to be a twist reveal that he was actually someone important. I just thought he had a. I knew it was going to be a twist reveal when they showed that ginormous thing over his face outside of the Matrix. And I was like, oh, they are very conspicuously covering his face. They didn't even like shoot it from behind where it was, you know, you know, not obvious that they were hiding his face. They literally put a box over his head. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is going to be somebody important. I don't know. Next. Trip should go because he apparently hates this one. Oh, Trip Trip already raised his rating as as I was discussing Voyager. So... (laughs) She was like, compared to Voyager, this is... <laughs> you boys are going to watch all seven seasons and you're going to like it. <laughs> while eating your vegetables. <laughs> you will pay your sci-fi dues like the rest of us did. Sorry, did I clip there? Sorry. Sorry, everyone's ear holes. Okay. So, if you... You take away the fever dream sequence, <laughs> it's a four or a three. <laughs> but because of how ridiculously four. stupid it was, I'm gonna go six out of ten. <laughs> six so out you, of ten. So you're saying if you take away objectively the worst part, it makes it worse. No, it's so bad it's good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so yeah, bad it's right. funny. So six doctors stuck on a train track. Jared, I'm sorry. <laughs> Poor Jared. <laughs> Jared, you wanna go? <laughs> everyone's entitled to their opinion and just because they're wrong doesn't mean uh, they're not entitled to it. So, uh, sure. I will go. Uh, I, the, the story on this one isn't necessarily like the, the best story of, uh, of classic who it's strong enough. And I think it's done well enough, but for all the information that we get about Gallifrey, that really has become, uh, become Canon that, I mean, yeah, so much of New Who, you know, the, 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 it, it gives me lots of fodder for my classic Who connections because it's like, oh, well, this is, again, in Deadly Assassin, that's the one that they uh, introduced this idea. So, you know, moving forward, you're gonna, your whole segment is going to be, hey, guys, re- remember this part in the Deadly Assassin? Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, and I, I think the fourth Doctor is always always strong. Uh, you know, it always does a pretty good job. So sure, um, sure. I'm giving it nine out of ten uh, missing sonic screwdrivers. Nice. You know, where, where was it? I, we don't know. We don't know. Maybe they all have sonic screwdrivers in Gallifrey at that time, so it wasn't a, a big deal. So... They had anti-sonic screwdrivers that would counteract. <laughs> there you go. All of Gallifrey has anti-sonic technology. That's right. <laughs> Every door in Gallifrey is deadlocked. Yes. Triple Corbin? deadlock seal. Last man standing. <laughs> I feel like I haven't actually gotten to say how insane I thought these episodes were. <laughs> yeah. Well, now's your chance. <laughs> Welcome like, to this segment. Just- the whole first episode, I was losing my mind at how bizarre it was, and it didn't it didn't get any better. I think it's hilarious because of how absurd it was. So, yeah, like I said, is so bad it was good. And Jared, funny. have you ever felt so backhanded complimented in your life? Oh yeah, yeah, it's that, oh, yeah. a new Move new high for me. Or low. I'm not really sure how to feel. Yeah. 
Like this episode must have been really appreciated by people who don't know what's good. <laughs> I can imagine that, you know, in a darker age, this would have been well received. I can imagine if you actually liked Doctor Who, this would be a good episode. <laughs> it could be a high rating if like Doctor Who is actually a good thing, you know. Tune in next week for Noob and the Whovian because Corbin left. <laughs> That's it. I'm done with the show. I can't even get to Jody. But uh, I still thought it was just really funny. So I'm going to say 7 out of 10 Halloween City masks. Halloween City? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Spirit Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. But I think it you're was conflated the 70s. Spirit you Halloween know. with Party City. Maybe. I mean, you're, you're talking, you're talking a show that that's the BBC. It's like PBS trying to put on a show here and they don't have the funding like they get for Sesame street where they have robotic, you know, bird, big bird going on. Um, it's like, uh, uh, what did I, what did we watch in school? Like ghost Rider or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. Was what was the one with the dog? Uh, crap. What? What was the show with the dog where he like Baby? went into books? I can't think of it. Anyways, oh. what? Blues <laughs> Clues? What are you talking about? Blues Clues? No, y'all. No, this was before y'all's time. This was. Uh, I can't think of it. It was. It was a. It was a live action. And anyways, uh, it's gonna come to me as soon as you hit stop on the recording. But anyways, uh, can wishbone? we talk briefly? Uh, hmm? No. Wishbone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wishbone. Oh that's, yeah. yeah. Wishbone. That's right. wishbone. Wishbone. Yeah, that's right. Uh, briefly before we go, can we talk about the master's skull? Um, so here's my thing. Here's my thing. Thought we were. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only not only was it that bad, um, just you know, just the makeup job was was horrendous. But here's here's my thing. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all because it feels like because you you mentioned in your primer and the Wikia pointed out that you know Roger Delgado very tragically died in a car accident and yeah. and the way they said it is like and therefore was not able to reprise his role for this episode. Okay, here's a key thing that was missing, Jared, from your segment, not to slam you or anything. There was a three-year gap. Delgado died three years before this episode. It's not like he died a week before filming and they had to panic. Right. Right. He was gone. And so, okay, years ago, uh, not even 10 years ago, they had a similar situation like this. Okay. They were losing an actor to things beyond their control. And so they invented regeneration. The reason we have regeneration is because William Hartnell was no longer able to play the role. He didn't die tragically in a car accident, but he was, he was coming to the end of his time where he could viably do the role. And so they invented arguably the greatest plot device in science mm-hmm. fiction history. Yeah. The regeneration, like on, on, on every level, it works in universe as an amazing storytelling device. It works in production level because now it can exist forever. You meld those two things together where you have to hold the hand of the viewer and let the companion walk through the grief of losing your favorite doctor and getting to know this new person who what's with the eyebrows, you know, all of that stuff. (laughs) It is the greatest thing. And yet a few years later, they have, Arguably the same thing happened. They lost an actor who was key in a recurring role 
why didn't they embrace it? Yeah. Why didn't they say he regenerated and now here's the next one? Didn't they make up in this episode the 12 regeneration rule? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> the first thing you heard of it. Not only did they not embrace it, they capped themselves. Yeah. By Well, yeah, like they they even okay, I would say they doubled down. Yeah, they're like in an episode where they should have been addressing regeneration and and kind of introduce if if this was an introduction to the audience, which I guess presumably it would be, maybe there was a question. Yes, the master can regenerate. And here you go. Here's the next master. And they in but and the crazy thing is they did. He did regenerate. This is not the Delgado incarnation. Am I right, Jared? This is a, this is the next master, right? Um, no, I, well, I always thought it was. I thought it was a Delgado regeneration. Um, I thought it was still that level because he was, uh, um, he injected himself with, I forget what they called it, but injected himself with that stuff to keep him, keep him alive. But I, I misunderstood. I I misunderstood. I thought Delgado regenerated into this thing. And no, that he, was, he was dying. Because of his rackety life, his final regeneration was this. Huh. That's what I thought. So you're saying Delgado was the 13th master? Yeah, that, that's I, what I, I mean, I think that's what they were saying, but, oh. um, but, but that's a... Well, now it's even worse. No, no, sorry. No, no, they were saying that this is, this is the 13th. Um, right, but but you're saying that Delgado, that Delgado is the thirteenth, so this is shoot, still no, the thirteenth master. <laughs> I don't know. I looked all this up, and I actually, you guys actually got the edited version of my uh, my my pre, you know, my my setup, the point primer five episode. episode primer. Thank you. Uh, I, I you guys the edited. I had a whole bit about this. Like, why did they paint themselves into a corner? Why, why, why is this? Why is this such a big thing? I mean, it's it's. I, I can see where that maybe they just wanted it to look freaky and scary and have um, ha- have it part of the story that the master tried to keep himself alive and he looks like a skeleton. Uh, right. But, um, a, a, a spirit Halloween skeleton, at least. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I, I can see that. But but yeah, why? Why do they have it? Why put him at the end of his regeneration cycle? I guess that gives him the motivation for trying to steal the Eye of Harmony. Um, but anyway, it just, it, it was... Right. Yeah, it what it, 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 it I agree. It seems weird to me. And now I'm confused as to about where they are uh, in my point five. I remember saying Delgado regenerated into 13 and his. Yeah, he, he lived a, a hard and fast lifestyle. And so uh, his regeneration wasn't uh, totally normal, but he also <laughs> successful. But he also injected himself with uh, with yeah. something to keep himself alive. Right. Didn't that happen in the. In the serial, or am I remembering something else? Yeah, that. In this serial, he injected himself with something that made him appear dead, so that he could escape. Oh, maybe I'm I'm getting confused on that. Then I remember okay. that. Okay. Happened in this one. So no. Yeah, so I, I think I, I think the explanation they gave was uh, uh, that yeah he was had his last regeneration was not not great. So yeah, right. I I I, I can't explain the the logic myself. <laughs> Yeah, and like I said, I mean, I I can't understand why they put him in that skull mask. It to me, it made it seem like they were saying this is still the same master. This is not a new incarnation. So we got to jack him up to explain away why he doesn't look like Roger Delgado. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, why would you do that 
if all you have to do is just say he regenerated and now here's the next one. Yeah. Instead, they did the opposite and said, you can't regenerate anymore. Right. Yeah. They, yeah. It's so I, yeah, I'm, I'm well, thoroughly confused by the whole thing. I mean, I can appreciate having a, a set number of regenerations because then it, it's, it's gives you drama for the future. Like, it, Oh no, sure, we, they're sure. precious. You got to watch out. It's not like, Oh, well I don't like my look, which and can Romana you, did can by you the way. Imagine? Uh, Romana turned herself into a princess. Wait, what? What? Romana. uh, Remember, we're talking about Romana one, two, three, four. Uh Um, She just they get either they gave no explanation what what happened to her and why she regenerated, or what's more likely because that's what it seemed what the impression that seems to give from the show. She just decided I want a new look. So she oh, just yeah. is, she the, is she the one that like regenerated like two or three times in a row? Like, like, a like, Oh, like, in, like the, scene yeah. In the, yeah. the scene in the movie where the, where the person comes out and says, how about this outfit? And the friends go, right. No. right and they right, go right. out and they come back in. How about this outfit? She yeah. did that, but with regenerations. Right. And she so, like walked out of the room and, and like a different actress came in. How about right. this look? No. Okay. How about this look? <laughs> like just like burn through like three regenerations or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, it, the one thing that it did do was it made the the freaky skull bit with the Sims master make a little more sense, maybe kinda. So you guys remember when he was like eating people and eating yeah. the turkey, yeah. and like it would flash and you could see a skull. I was like, oh, is that supposed to be like a callback to this? Like maybe yeah. that makes a little more sense or something. Yeah, I don't be. know. Um, so at yeah. any rate, I, I am looking forward to more of, of the master. Um, I'm glad that, that, uh, we went with this idea of, Definitely. you know, just like we've, we've gone through the regenerations of the doctor. Now let's do the same thing with the, uh, with the master. I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah. definitely looking forward to curse of the curse of fatal death. <laughs> I'm glad that yeah. we're going to, we're going to cover that one. Fatal death. Uh, yeah. Which, which is another, a- another. Yeah. yeah. That was, that another. was the, they, they mentioned that as, Oh, here's another example in the Wikia. Yes. <laughs> the oh Curse gosh. of Fatal Death. Curse of the Fatal More Death. beautiful Wikia. Oh, yeah. Well, this isn't something that I, as a classic who uh, supposed expert, I, I should be asking. But the question, I think, could be asked, at this point in Doctor Who, is it uh, is it canon that all Time Lords regenerate? Or maybe is it just certain Time Lords and regenerate? That's, that's what I was wondering. Is you know this is the perfect opportunity to settle that question if it was a question that yes the master can regenerate and here's the new one that you know wow. um, and of course you know now we've we've seen the general regenerate uh, in yeah, heaven yeah. sent or or whatever yeah, it was yeah um, we've uh, we we haven't seen Rassilon regenerate but we've seen two versions of Rassilon so we know he did regenerate uh, between those episodes probably because uh, uh, keeping uh, I've forgotten his name again already. Timothy Dalton. Keeping Timothy oh, yeah. Dalton on retainer was probably entirely too expensive. So they just said, we'll have him once. And then they said, we want Rassilon back. I don't know. Get this other guy. Um, so yeah, I, there, there's all kinds of things that they, that they could have done. I don't know why they went the way they did, but Hey, like we said, they set up a lot of mythos um, for Gallifrey and the time Lords and, and all that kind of stuff. So so guys, next time uh, we are jumping back into New Who for Series 10, Episode 9, Empress of Mars, as we continue along and we see what happens with uh, Bill and with Missy and with, heaven's sake, Nardole. Um, 
I don't even ask you guys what you think happens with Nardole. I don't know. Maybe we need to cover that in the next theory section. Guys, until then, next time, uh, until next time, until then's the next time. <laughs> until then is the next time. Get Goodbye. my meds. Noobs in the Hoobian is a production of Master Closet Studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm Trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. And our classic Who Connections guy is... I'm guy. Jared. Out there. Oh, in, sorry. Well, just trying the other, other options. No, I'm Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to TardisOutWikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to uh, Victor, Jared, and James for their Patreon support. And thanks to Jared for just being here. Just being Aww. awesome all around. Aww. You can find us at NoobsInTheHoovian.com where you can find links to all of our social media, our email, our Patreon, our support page, and a big old button that shows you where uh, you can subscribe in all of the places because we are in all of the places. Except, actually, I don't know if we're on Spotify quite yet. Maybe we're on Pandora now. Hey, so wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating, share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoobie, and these are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And And we're the news. And I'm Jared. (laughs) And until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye. Never mind the voice crack. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boop, (laughs) whoop. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.